I don't want to say too much about it, but Rich, tell us about what you've been up to and what you're actually doing. Yeah, okay. Hey, Nick. Well, just, just to say, Nick said I need to be at home and just throw my shoes off, so I've actually done that. Okay, because it's good to do the physical to say how you're feeling. So I'm going to be really honest with you this morning and just tell you where it's at and be real vulnerable if I can be. Um, so 19 years ago, God gave me uh, a vision to build a national landmark about Jesus. And the idea is, and if you could play, play it in the, in the background, that'd be great, the video. So the idea is to build this uh, magnificent structure, which is an infinity loop, and it's made of a million bricks, and every brick will represent a story of answered prayer. And the idea is you'll be able to pick up your phone, point your phone at any one of the bricks, uh, no, even at the top of the structure, and your phone will light up, and it will tell you the story of answered prayer. And the, the, uh, there's a, there's a, you're, you're a, you write songs, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Here's your challenge, Nick. There's a whole book about building a wall in the, uh, in the Bible. It'd be great if somebody has a worship song about, we've just talked about crashing the walls down. Thank you for that. But let's have a song that, about building the walls because the wall in scripture represents the testimony of God. The wall that was built around Jerusalem represented how strong their God was. And there is, there is a power in testimony Revelation 12:11 says that um, basically, you know, they overcame, they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony, the power of the testimony. So if the enemy is absolutely stuffed on the blood of the Lamb, that's a done deal, right? But he will do all he can to stop the testimony. So this concept, this idea, this thing that's happening. I believe will be, this will be a global landmark. Tens and tens of millions of people Google Christ the Redeemer. What do they find? Christ the Redeemer in Rio, what do they find? They find about a French bloke who had this idea to say that Rio was welcoming. If people Google this when it's built in three years' time, they will find millions of stories of answered prayer. And there's loads in the Bible that talks about proclaiming the deeds of the Lord. You know, you know tell, it talks about in Psalms, it talks about tell, tell individuals what God's done in your life. It tell, talks about tell the, the assembly. I'm going to share some stories of answer prayer with you this morning. Uh, it talks about telling the nations. And it talks about telling the generations, passing it on to your children and your children's children. So that's what we're trying to do. That's why we're doing it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's an incredible vision. And I'm sure everyone in here, we're all inspired by what you're doing. And I know, like you said, later on, you're going to share some testimonies. Tell us about what God's doing. But particularly for a moment with this project, because we've seen it here at Gastry, like building the church for seven years is a faith journey. It's a massive, massive yeah. like shift in expectation. And you need God to do significant things along the way. Um, even as Nick was saying, it's a significant moment for worship for everyone. There's this moment of faith where you pushed out. 
What's it been like, this journey? And how have you seen God at various moments intervene and show yeah. his hand in this project? Uh, it's, it's not been fun all the time. <laughs> I mean, because you said it's hard work building a church. Well, we all know what a church is. If you go, oh, I've got this idea about building a landmark, people are like, you are off your rocker, sunshine. You know, and, and so the, it's interesting. In, if you look at the Nehemiah principle... Nehemiah, when he, he, he looks at the wall, sees what the problem is. Well, the problem in our country is that we don't share the word, of the, the, the deeds of the Lord. The media don't tell about the miracles, but we know that Jesus is alive. We just need to get there out there. That's the problem. But the second thing he does is he shares the favor of God. And, and I think it's a wonderful idea, but, but is God behind it? And what we've had is incredible favor and so it's like a roller coaster of, for months you feel like you're walking through treacle and it's been, it's been 19 years so far and then you just get those moments where God turns up you're like, wow. So let me just tell you, I'll tell you a couple of those if that's okay. So um, firstly, the land, where this is going to be built is just outside Birmingham in between the M6 and the M42. And um, interesting that we believe this is going to have global impact, but God has chosen Birmingham. Just want you to, to think about that for a second. That's a big deal. So let me tell you how, how that came about. So I was in Parliament. Don't ask me how I got there, but I'm presenting to MPs and members of the House of Lords about this project and the idea. And one of the, one of the MPs said to me, he said, you know, it's a great idea, Rich, but, you know, how are you going to fund this? And I said, I've got a really big investor behind me. <laughs> and, and I'm really glad he didn't go for the follow-up of who that was. <laughs> but at that moment, I had five pound in the bank. And we, did, and we were invited to go to, my wife and I were invited to go to a conference at uh, Bethel in Redding, California. And we went over there and we're like, I really need to find the land now. So we're praying for the land, but nobody knew what we were doing or who we were. And this random sort of came, you know, respectfully random person <laughs> came up and said, I've got a word from you for you. God wants you to know he's got some heavenly land prepared for you, which is really cool. When you're walking through treacle and you go across the other side of the planet and then somebody tells you they've got, God's got some land for you. So amazing, yeah. And then, and then um, so I sort of say to the team, hey, this is what God said. And one of the teams said, well, if God said he's got the land, I'll, I'll ask him where it is. <laughs> she said, that'll save a lot of time, won't it? I was like, that'll be good. <laughs> so she goes away and prays, and she sends back a Google map with a piece of land circled. How amazing is that? It says, this is the land. What she didn't know was the person who owned that land had emailed me a few days before and asked to meet with me. So I meet with this guy who's a businessman in, in, in the area, very wealthy, owns a few town centers in the region, you know, and I'm not joking. And, and basically, um, he's like stony-faced through the whole thing. And then at the end of it, he tells me that... Um, so God had spoken to me 19 years ago, 19 and a half years ago, God had spoken to him about building a national landmark. 
So he said, well, I, I want to go away and pray about it. I just wanted to go, you don't really need to pray, mate. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that'd be a good thing. Yeah, you're going to pray about it. And so he prays about it, and he comes back, and he said, yeah, I've, I've talked with my family, and we've decided to give you some land. I'm like, awesome. So he gives me some land, but it's not the piece that the woman circled. And I didn't tell him about the piece that the woman had circled because I didn't want to manipulate so we're on the land celebrating. We've got some land. And, and of course, the lady who'd circled the land is like, this is not the right one, Rich. And I'm like, we've got a piece of land. Come on. <laughs> anyway, after six months, he phones up and he says, I'm really sorry, Rich. I can't give you that land anymore. And we were quite a way down the road, you know. So he gives me another piece of land, still not the one circled. I'm like, let's just keep going for it. Let's keep going for it. And then six months later, he phones up again and he says, it's not, I can't give you that land, I'm really sorry. And his father said, stop messing this guy around. We need to give him the best piece of land. And so they paid an architect to look at all the land and guess which piece of land he chose. So we know it's God's land. And I don't, know, I don't know if you know the What Three Words app. Have you heard of that? The What Three Words that does that? Because of course you are, because you're cool people. I usually go to churches and they're like, oh, I don't know what three words. So for those of you who don't know, it basically replaces GPS coordinates with three random words. We were on the land with the BBC who were doing a documentary. And then somebody said, I wonder what the what three words were. And the what three words were, occupy lands, congratulations. <laughs> so we believe God's in it. So what I want us to do is, we're going to hear more from Rich, but... Um, I'm listening to that and, and you know sometimes we talk about repentance and it's like a really heavy thing but I just feel like I just want to get on my knees again and say God I want to have a conviction in my life a conviction you know even when everything feels so right but in your heart you know it's not like actually I'm going after the very thing that I really really believe so I just want to invite us just for, for one minute if you're feeling that as well, like, you know, it's time just to say, Lord, I'm sorry, I want conviction again. Should we just get out of our chairs and just let's kneel down for a moment, just for half a minute and say, Lord, don't let me listen to the voice of man, however good it is. But Father, and, and, and Rich, why don't you just pray for us for a second? We... Yeah, Father God, I just want to pray right now for dead dreams to come to life. For, Lord, the things that you've spoken to people to come to life. And a commitment now to, to stop letting the distractions and the disappointments of life stop you from what God has called you to do. Lord, I pray right now for a strengthening of conviction. Lord, I pray for a courage to walk in the calling for your life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you another story, if I can, yeah, before, we, before we move do. on. So, so we got planning permission, which is amazing, right? In a country where we can get the sack for wearing a cross. And, uh, and in, the planning, in, the planning, in the planning session, you know, they were pushing for multi-faith. And I was like, this is the red line. This is going to be a piece of artwork about Jesus. We got planning, which was amazing. And this investor said he'd like to fund us 
for three years so that we could concentrate on getting it built instead of like worrying about paying for the staff. And he said, but before I, and that was, that's a big donation, by the way. And he said, but before I do that, I, wanna, I want to see who you're employing and I want to look at the organisational structure. So he comes in with his advisors and we were all prepared. And then he says, you need a construction project manager. And I was like, yeah, we don't, we don't, we're all right. We're going to sub that out and da, da, da. And he said, no, you need somebody to fight your battles. And you need a really good one. And I'm like, well, how much will that cost? And he told me. And I was thinking, yeah, that's sort of all the budget that you're going to give us. <laughs> and then they started talking about volunteers. And here's, here's the thing. There was something in me as they started talking about where they were going to get people from to help us, something in me that just felt really uncomfortable. And I just said, I really, this person has to be a Christian. And they laughed in the meeting. And they said, look, you're looking for a needle in a haystack anyway. If you want a Christian one, it's like a yellow needle in a haystack. And I said, well, you know, on this journey, we've hit impossible number of times. We just pray. So we just, so they carried on yabbing in the meeting, being important. And I just sat there with my, you know, pretending to be listening, but really praying. 30 minutes later, a guy's driving in his car and he hears a news report about eternal wall and he feels the Holy Spirit say, you need to get involved. And he was the senior construction project manager who built the Commonwealth Games Stadium. And he's a Christian. And, and not only that, he, he emailed his company and said, we need to help them. And they released him and an assistant to work a day a week for free for us. I just want to encourage you that, that God can do the impossible. You, we've sung about it this morning, but I, I want to tell you it as a reality. He can do the impossible. Nothing is beyond him. Nothing is, is past his hands. He can do the impossible. And, and we don't have time to tell you all the stories you know, I, I had an incurable disease in my spine after 30 years, healed. You know, God can do the impossible. Sorry, um, Nick, I get carried away. No, no. Um, is this being recorded, do we know? Yeah, good lad. Um, <laughs> isn't it Sam Jackson, everybody? Come on, let's go. Um, <laughs> but, um, Rich, honestly, we... we I mean, my, my faith's being stirred. I think everyone's faith in here is being stirred. And... And one of the things you mentioned is, is about every brick has a testimony yeah. of an yeah. answered prayer, which I love. If we could put the slide up, yeah. Yeah, please do. Um, and so therefore, you're collecting loads of answered prayers. So you must be hearing stories right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, not only of the project itself, but yeah. of people sending in prayers and stories and crazy stuff that God's doing that is also inspiring you as you're on this journey. Have you got any you can share with us? Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously a lot. I mean, just so that you know, if I can just say this quickly, each section of the wall represents a geography. That's how many I need from Birmingham. I can, I can build it, but I can't build the spiritual part of it. And people from Birmingham are going to visit that and go, is God answering a prayer from Birmingham? And if it's blank, there's nothing I can do about it. So what did you, did you scan the so, code? So I need you yeah. to scan the code in and send me your stories and give me as many as you can. And of course we get some, we get some, we get some that are, you know, that that not everything's a, a wow, wow whiz. 
Some of them are stories where I prayed and God didn't answer the way I wanted. But this is how I learned. This is what God taught me through. Because I'm not, we're not promoting a transactional God here. We're promoting a journeying with Christ. And, and, and I think that's really important. And people finding joy and comfort through difficult circumstances. But of course you get some where you just go, wow. You know. And I heard one this week. That just, just quickly. Yeah. So just, just on that... Um, I think you probably go on the website or you can do it now, whatever, just scan it. But what an easy thing to get involved in. So if you feel like you've got a story to tell, that God's done something in your life, that would be an incredible blessing to honour as well what God is doing. I mean, clearly yeah. God is working. Yeah. And don't count yourself out. You know, sometimes we think my testimony is not strong enough or it's not good enough. That really doesn't matter. Just bring what you've got. It's your story. It's your word that God's given you. Um, even if it's like, you know, uh, you know, whatever, God did this today, it was amazing, I, I got up again, thank you Lord for a new day, you know, send it in, they can sift through it, figure it out, but it would be a real blessing to these guys, I know, because I've seen them go on the journey a little bit, and that's that's the ask really yeah. from them. But um, Yeah, I, and, and I think it's a bit more than that, Nick, because um, it's a game changer when you start thinking about, God, are you answering my prayers? You've all prayed this morning multiple times, my, my I'm, I'm at home, I've I, I got my shoes off, I'm, I'm being at home, but my challenge is, are you going to feed back when God answers? Are you going to feed back to the people that have prayed, hey, this is what's happened in our kids' work, this is what's happened in our plan, because often that doesn't happen. And often when we pray, we might pray a simple thing like, God, can you give me peace in this meeting? And then the meeting goes okay, and then you're like, you don't even think to thank God, you just move on to the next thing. So, so loads of them are little, but I'll tell you a big. I'll tell you a few bangers. So, we love bangers. <laughs> this one, this one, I, I, I'm, I'm getting verified, and I'm going to have a chat with the guy to just, but with that little verification thing. So, this guy is planting a church in uh, Thailand. He's been doing it for 15 years. He's got up to 37 people after 15 years. Hard work. Then the tsunami happens. And there's an island where basically, because um, of the caste system, it's like the lowest caste live on this island. And he goes over there and he starts giving them food and sharing the gospel with them. And over a period of six months, everyone on the island, 200 people get saved. How cool is that? Anyway, they say to him, look, you say that God can for, you know, provide for our needs. And he's like, yeah, that's right. They said, well, we really need boats. We've lost all our boats in the tsunami. And um, we, really, we really need it for our, our livelihood. So he's in, a, he's in a tent on the island. And, and in the middle of the night, here's this almighty kerfuffle going outside the tent. And they go out. This is going to blow your mind, by the way. And they go outside the tent and they see planks of wood falling from the sky. Planks of wood falling from the sky. All, I know, it's crazy. And, they, and it, it's enough wood to make seven boats. And they're like, these are the best boats we've ever had. Now that just like messes with your mind. But if we believe in a God who can do anything, well, why not? Why not? I tell you another. I tell you. I want to. I want to share one from because you talked about kids ministry this morning. This guy's at Bible Week, 
And in the middle of the Bible week, he goes off, he goes off to a wedding with his wife and he's got this uh, problem with his knee, which is incurable. And they have a great time at the wedding and they, they have a dance as you do at the wedding and then they're driving back to the Bible week and evidently he's saying to his wife, do you know what, weirdly, I really enjoyed that dancing and my knee's not hurting. And I, I read the story and thinking, yeah, you've been on the gingers, mate, that's why. <laughs> but then he gets back to the caravan and there's a, there's, a, there's a post-it note on his caravan saying, we prayed for your knees today. And what he didn't know was there was some children's ministry that they were, they were teaching them to prophetically pray. They gave them loads of post-it notes and they had to go around all the caravans and write their prayer and stick it on. How cool is that? More, more, more. <laughs> give, us, give, us, give us a couple more and then we're going to hear something else from you. Uh, so, um, lady was feeding students didn't and, and was running out of food because they eat a lot, don't they? And he's feeding the sh she's feeding the students and um, she gets up in the morning and there's a box outside her door with look she was because she was running out and praying and there was a box outside her door with loads of uh, food in it. So she's like, praise God. But weirdly, there was a light bulb in it. She's like, why is there a light bulb? So she sits down with her family and they've, they've, they're having their first full meal for a long time and they're just sitting there and they're about to praise God and thank God for his amazing provision and their light bulb goes. <laughs> and they got a light bulb there too. How cool is that? He knows. The Lord knows, doesn't he? Knows everything. But, but just imagine now, just imagine... Tens of millions of people finding these stories. That's what we're fighting for. And I know there are many, many more, because I've heard you um, in various contexts showing different ones every time, and, and it's just so inspiring, so thank you. Um, I asked you before you came today, have you got a prophetic word for us? Yeah. Um, so I'd love you to share what you're sensing God saying and, um, to us, and then we'll see how we want to respond and where we want to go. Yeah, I just, I, I, I got the email and I just, I did, I did feel immediately when I got the email, God speak to me. And, and the, the, the word is this. Do not let your experience of me dictate your expectations of me. Do not let your experience dictate your expectations. And I feel for some people here, you need to make a choice today where your hope has been deferred, where you've been disappointed in the things that you've prayed for. You need to let them go. You need to let them go. You need to sacrifice them before God. And then you need to find other experience that will form your expectations of him. Feed yourself on stories. Talk to your friends 
hear their stories and let that shape your expectation. Read the word of God and let that shape your expectation. But do not let those experiences shape your expectation of what God can do. Thank you so much for bringing that. And um, it's funny because this morning I was thinking about this and, you know, the eternal wall of answered prayer. And what came into my mind this morning was I'd, I'd love us to somehow unanswered prayer. <laughs> That's the kind of the word I was thinking around in ministry and I had no idea that your prophetic word was essentially going to say the same thing, the disappointments, the times when heaven is silent, the times when we're crying out and saying, God, please, please. And I think there's something today of, of kind of switching the why for the where. Like to see God there, to see God in that situation with you. He's there, he's Emmanuel with us. Even in silence, he is there. And I'd love us just to have a time of ministry as we close. And, um, you know, guys, a few days like this, the, the thing is we warm up, don't we, to the Spirit of God. We warm up to his presence. And I would love this to be a really honest time where if you know there's just an inkling of what Richard is saying, if you know there's something still you're longing to see, you haven't heard, maybe it's time to let go, it's time just to surrender that again so that it doesn't limit your expectation going forward. Um, I'd love it right now as, um, if you would just stand just stand where you are you know, you'll know what it is some of you have done been here I, I, I think there's a few more come on, just bring it you know can I just say yeah. I hope you don't mind me but when we talked about eternal, eternal wall of answer prayer if your first thought was but what about an answer prayer you need to stand up because it, it, can, do, it can dominate you. And I know because I've been there. I'm not asking you to do anything I haven't done. And, and what I'd love you to do is um, we're going to, those who are standing, would you just open your hands, close your eyes. This is a moment just to be honest with God. And it's, you know, wrestling with God and being honest is, he loves that. He loves that. You know, we want to be airlifted out, but he parachutes in. He loves it to come right where we are. And we're all ministry team here today. So the rest of us, we're going to get up and guys pray for guys, girls pray for girls. All you're going to do is lay a hand on a shoulder, ask them, is it okay? And you're just going to bless what God's doing. If you get a prophetic word, brilliant, bring it. But otherwise, just stand with them and just welcome what God is doing. He knows the depths of what needs to happen today. Is that okay? So let's get up, guys. Let's go around. If you see someone with their hands open, just stand with them, pray with them, and, um, and we'll have a bit of music in the background, a bit of worship, but let's just do it. Guys, pray for guys. Girls, pray for girls. Just be some gentle music today. We don't need the drums in this moment. It's just going to be really simple. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we bless what you're doing. We thank you for your presence. I think there's a moment where tears are going to flow in this moment. You know, as you release things that maybe there's a realization, I don't know if I'm going to see this. 
I don't know if I'm going to see it. If no one's praying for you, would you put your hand up if you want someone to pray? Yeah, we could do with a few um, girls just roaming around over here, if that's okay. Just come on over and pray if you're able. If not, don't worry. Do business with God. I think everyone's taken up at the moment. So that we bless what you're doing. Bless what you're doing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. It's a deep work. It's a deep work. It's, it's home. It's family. Just bring it. Bring it, Lord. Bring it, Lord. Just let it out. Let it out today. Thank you, Father. Thank you. For some today, I feel like you've got to let go of relationships. There's a relationship thing. And that is the moment where you know you've got to kind of surrender that relationship to move forward. Thank you, Father. Whatever happened there. 